We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. We are here. This, this is Brock, and this is Laura, and over there is Daniel. Why are you sitting so far away? And Joshua. <laughs> I mean, and other people. I'm just kidding. This is Michael, Joshua, and I can't remember your name. Kathy. Kathy. Ah. We have our church family, our local family here. And we are all sitting down in the front room in the forum, I guess we would call it, the sitting area here at WATB Center. And um, we are loving it, that the fact that we get to go live still. And that there are people out there that might not even have church at all. And this is their one opportunity, you know, to worship the Lord. And we are just um, hoping that everything is well. Y'all can see us well and our audio as well. Is our audio good? Everybody can see us? Hello, everybody. Hello, Pastor Lee. Hey, Miss B. Well, thank you. You guys are the church, and then anytime we join us digitally, you know, there's one thing that you got to remind me to say when we talk about, we're going to be studying what the Bible says about heaven today, so remind me to talk about the great assembly. The great assembly. Great assembly. Mm-hmm. You know, when Paul said that, I might not be with you, but I'm beholding your order in the spirit, you know, he was, I'm with you in spirit, I need to talk about that because I have a different understanding now that... Everything. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning. Did I say happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> happy Gilmore, Daniel. He's watching live. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> happy Gilmore is live. Hello, hello, hello. So, yes, oh, we forgot to mention to, at the start off that we found out the sex of our baby. We found out on the 11th and it was precious that the baby didn't want to let us see the sex but i had to turn around move around he was so cuddled up in there and (laughs) (laughs) 
we had to make him move. <laughs> and we finally, you know, found out he's a boy. We're having a boy. Yeah. Yay. I'm 18 weeks. So, yeah, we're excited. <laughs> a boy. I'm, I'm excited. So, Daniel, my oldest, is 11. Catalina now is, she's, I know she's over a year, but how many months is that? Two months. months. A year and two months. months, So 14 months. Mm -hmm. And now Samuel, I think we'll be naming him Samuel. Samuel. Samuel is 18 weeks. 18 weeks. Mm -hmm. Notice we named him and notice he is alive. Okay. He is a human and he has a name and he has plans. He's fearfully and wonderfully made, but he's still in the womb. So if someone was to kill a baby in the womb, it is exactly what I said. It's murder. That's right. Okay, so when you see the ultrasound, it makes you emotional, don't it? It's, it's <laughs> uh, I'm seeing it with my eyes, but it takes faith to still believe, wow, I have a life in me. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> makes me want to talk about abortion. Ah, how can, anyways, I don't know how any country could justify that it's, Okay, it's the same way they justify with Hitler. It was okay to kill six million people. Isn't that crazy? People can get so convinced. It seems like the whole world is saying the same thing, and people just seem to think that it's okay if the whole world is saying it's okay. Right. It's like at school, guys. We got two teenagers here. <laughs> just because it's legal, it doesn't make it right. Uh, that's, that's right. We have to really keep our morals and our principles really, really high. The whole world is saying it's okay to take a vaccine right now. That it's okay. And CNN, I saw CNN saying that, it's, that there's going to be risk. And that we have such an emergency that it justifies taking the risk that we're taking. So it's okay. There's going to be side effects. Everybody just get ready. It's okay, but you need this vaccine. Mm. And if the whole world is saying it, that means it's right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just following the masses. And Isn't that something? There was 60 pretty million. Pretty much fear, though. You know. Oh, yeah. 60 million people in, in, in Germany when Hitler was there. Mm. 60 million people. 60 million. And guess what they all? They all identified themselves as... Christians. So you tell me, does history ever repeat itself? Now you guys are in school or virtually. <laughs> Have y'all ever learned anything about history and how history repeats itself? Yes, that's why they teach us history. That's why they teach history. Why do they teach you history? So you don't do it again. So you don't repeat it. That's right. So if you repeat history, well, so I heard someone say that if I know that you've never studied history because you keep repeating history. But the fact that we study history tells us that people keep repeating history. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, so it is what it is. You ever saw in history how one country would do some type of a horrible incident that was like, oh my gosh, and it was the cause of a war? You know, they bombed a submarine or they, you know, in like World War II, what they do? They... Didn't they assassinate Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor for America? And then they assassinated over in, in, you know, in Germany, they assassinated somebody. 
And we go back in history and we learn that these governments, the same ones that were saying, oh, you assassinate our people, sometimes those governments were the ones who did the assassination. But they blamed the enemy to do what they actually did. And that's called history. So history tells us that men, evil men, have caused even the most atrocious things, world wars, holocaust, six million people, and then the greatest holocaust of, you know, what, 60 million babies now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 60 million babies. Yeah. And in all of those, the whole world thought it was okay. So if anything, if there's a message here, hmm. it makes you wonder. At some point, you have to believe in truth Amen. despite the whole world. Right? That's right, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. So here we are. And um, I guess we'll pray and... We're going to just dive into the Word of God. So I hope everyone, we gave you all some time to get your Bibles out. I hope you have your Bibles. Uh, Get ready. We're going to talk about heaven. We're going to discuss heaven and see if there's anything we can learn from the Bible about heaven. And uh, to get the announcement out of the way, I know my mom has already told everybody that we are writing the book about heaven, about our experience in heaven. And that should be um, released this week. So we're excited about that. We're working hard on it. Uh, Laura and Daniel have both read the the book already and uh, are are trying to read it. (laughs) Laura can't make it without crying her eyes out. And she's pregnant, so it's easy to make her cry. Get emotional. (laughs) Daniel read it in an hour and a half, which is 200 pages, but it's 193 pages. And Daniel's a speed reader. You don't like me to brag about it, but he reads. He's the only person in the world that I know who has read more books than me. The only person. Yeah, it's actually quite amazing. So he'll read like a uh, hundred pages. How many? How fast? If he, it depends on how much you like the book. If I don't like it, it'll take me two hours or an hour. If I like it, it'll take me minutes. That's amazing. I don't know how he does. It. You know, I, I would quiz him. I'd make him read like books in the Bible like alright you're going to read Daniel today yeah. you know because your name's Daniel <laughs> and he'd read it and I'm like yeah, you did not just finish that in five minutes in ten you know five ten minutes and he's like yeah I did and I'd yeah. quiz him I'm like alright what's the name of this king mm. what did King Nebuchadnezzar do you know and he told me I'm like alright yeah lucky. he actually retains the information <laughs> and I kept going guys I kept uh, quizzing him and he would everything. retain it all how do you yeah. do that pretty impressive. Joshua, are you a lot like that? No. No? (laughs) But you were working on the digital stuff, though. You probably grasp that stuff quick, don't you? Yeah. Awesome. So we got Joshua here. (laughs) He's helping us on the digital side. So helping us get the radio and the TV stuff out better. Daniel wants to help, too. So maybe y'all can... I do. Well, edit a video. Oh, yeah, yeah. right, let's pray. Let's get in the Word. Well, Father, we thank you so much for everything you have done and everything you are doing. Lord, we give you praise right now, Lord God. We ask, God, that you take this moment, fill us with your Spirit. I pray every person listening, Lord, will hear and be drawn to the Father by you, precious Holy Spirit. You said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Lord God, let everything that we do right now in talking about heaven Let us lift you up, Lord God. Let us magnify your name above all names. And Lord, let's proclaim Jesus Christ 
him crucified and the new creation that you have destined before the foundation of the world, Lord God. Let your good news go forth today. And I pray that people would see things they've never seen. Give them the eyes. Let the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. And I pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. And we just give you praise and glory and honor, Lord. And we yield this time to you, Lord. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I think when this form of worship, might as well just get in the Word. I see you got your Bible. Where's your Bible? Oh, tell me you got a phone or something. Ah, you got a you got an app. Okay. If you don't, you can use my iPad. You want to use my iPad? You can use that. All right. So, everybody, you got your Bible. Hey, Rebecca, how are you doing? Good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well, Rebecca. Well, hello, everybody from all the states you're from. We we love you guys, and uh, we're excited. Marcia, how you doing? Good to see you, sis. Morning, morning. King James. Hello, Miss Jen. Everybody else got your Bible? Because we're going to get started. I'm going to take me one last drink here. We're going to get started. Let's go. Let's go to the beginning of Ezekiel. Let's see what Ezekiel saw. Ezekiel. Ezekiel 1-1? Yeah, right at the beginning of Ezekiel. Thank you, Greta. That's, I think, our yes, our book will be there at Go Tree. Well, guys, there's a lot of different instances in the Bible where, hey, Mama. Good morning. <laughs> There's a few instances, you know, where where God, you know, or, or different prophets or different men saw visions of heaven. So let's look at Ezekiel and let's let's see what he saw. Okay. Now, there's a few things that you want to see here in Ezekiel chapter one. Ezekiel chapter one. Man, we're just going to read a bunch of different things in the Bible that, where people saw the throne of God. Now, there's a lot of them. There's, a different, there's different ones where they saw angels and things like that. I just hope to just talk. And uh, let's just get in. And um, I hope everybody under, has a, a lot more understanding when, after this. So Ezekiel chapter 1. Yeah, it's the very beginning. Whatever. All right. So, we're going to read verse 1. It says, Now it came to pass in the thirtieth year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. Now, a few things here is that this is when they're in Babylon. Okay, so the Israelites were captive. They were there for 70 years. Now, he's in Babylon, and he's a prophet of the Lord who studied the Scripture like Daniel. Remember Daniel? The book of Daniel. He was like the top man, the prince, you know, the president or whatever um, of the whole kingdom of Babylon. And this guy was also over here, and he had a vision by the river Chabar. So they were, the river would go through Babylon, which is Baghdad today, or used to be like Nineveh and things like that in that area. So they're over there. They're not in Israel having these visions. Okay, 
They're out of Israel in a foreign land having visions. It says that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. All right, so here you go. You have people having visions of God. Now, verse 2, In the fifth day of the month, which was the fourth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. So the Holy Ghost was on him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind. So we would say like a tornado or a whirlwind, maybe a hurricane. Who knows? Okay? So a hurricane or a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. So amber can have a few variations of color, but a light blue or so. It could be like emerald or it could be... Now we could Google all these. I mean, that's totally fine. You guys can be our Googlers. Y'all can Google amber and sapphire and all these colors and get a visual. Because that's totally fine. So what is he seeing here? Different translations might give more, you know... Inside, but there's a brightness. So there's a crowd. There's a fire enfolding itself. So there's a fire. There's a whirlwind. Anybody ever seen a supernova or a galaxy? Right? So a galaxy is you got a sun and it's spinning and there's like a big swirl. Right? It's swirling around it. Inside is a sun in the center. Like our, our galaxy, right? There's a sun. And all the planets are rotating, and you'll see a swirl like the Milky Way, right? And you have the sun and all the lights and different colors. If you look at these pictures that the Hubble telescope and things like that have of galaxies, they're different colors. Red, green, amber, sapphire. Just look up supernova, look up galaxy, and you'll see a fire or a star that's burning bright. And you'll see colors around it. You see a, a nebula or like a birth of a star or if you have a birth or a dying of a star or birthing of it, it's explosion. Even in the explosions you'll have gases that radiate different colors. Right? All those gases and all the stuff swirls around and you'll have lights. Okay, so he's seeing something that back then, obviously they didn't have NASA back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't have any of that. So there's no way to explain this other than a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud. So there's a huge whirlwind. Was it a tornado or was it a hurricane? Hurricanes swivel like a galaxy. Maybe like a sandstorm. Sandstorm. There you go, because it's a cloud. You see? So I'm just... I'm just thinking out loud. I'm not an expert of what Ezekiel saw, but I'm just saying he's seen a vision of God's glory. It was just like a hurricane where you have the eye of a storm and it's going in certain, you know, counterclockwise or clockwise, whatever. It says, out of the north a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. So there's a fire just like a sun bright, and the brightness was about it. So there was bright going all around the cloud, out of the mist there, and it had colors of amber and different things, you know, out of the midst of the fire. Verse 5, also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. Okay, so if we go, you know, to Revelation, what do you think, I mean, what do you see John 
seeing, he saw four beasts, four living creatures. They called seraphim. They were flying around the throne. Let's read what he says here. Out of the midst, so out of the midst of this whirlwind, galaxy-looking, huge glory, this had color to it. It looked like a big, I mean, I'm going to say hurricane because I've, from what I've seen, it looks like that, like a galaxy. Looks, if I had a visual right now, I could show you a galaxy put on top of a hurricane and it looks exactly the same. <laughs> That's beautiful. So let's keep going. It said, four living creatures, verse 5, and this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. <laughs> and verse 6, and everyone had four faces, everyone had four wings, and verse 7, and their feet were straight feet, and the sole of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot. And they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. So what does burnished brass look like? It says bronze here. Yeah, brass and bronze. <laughs> burnished bronze. Well, it's burnished. It's burned. So there's a so when when you take bronze and you're forming it, it gets really hot and molten like gold. You see, it's like a hot different color, and it goes back to its color. But when it's hot and being formed, right, and it's really shiny, it has a different color. Then it goes in as it settles, it settles into its color. But it's rare when you see it bright and burnished, and then it's starting to go in. So he's seeing it's glowing. And shiny. In other words, these light, this light is reflecting just even off of there. They sparkled, you see? So it was completely shiny and bright, glowing, basically like from the inside when it's so hot. You see, just picture, you know, when they're the, 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 what is it, a metalsmith or a blacksmith? Mm -hmm. And they put that steel in there and it's hot and burning like a, like a coal. You know, just imagine these angels looking like that burning metal. That you know, when they melt very hot. That's 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 kind of what we're talking about. Now, verse eight, and they had the hands of a man under the wings on their four sides, and their four and they four had their faces and their wings. Their wings were joined one to another. They turned not when they went. They went, everyone straight forward. As for the likeness of their faces, they had four. I mean, they four had the face of a man, face of a lion on the right side, and the four had the face of an ox on the left side, and they four also had the face of an eagle. So each of these beasts had an eagle, a lion, what was it, ox? So lion, ox, eagle, and a man on their, forehead, on their, on their bodies. And they had wings. So it says, Thus were their faces, and their wings were stretched upward. Two wings of every one were joined one to another, and two covered their bodies. And they went every one straight forward, whether the Spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. As for the likeness of the living creatures, their appearance was like burning coals of fire. So you, we all know what that looks like, right? That bright orange. So imagine they look like just burning you know, coals and you got the bronze and the light and like the appearance of lamps. Now they didn't have lamps like we have. They had torches. 
It was burning. They were burning coals, burning bronze, and burning just straight up burning fire, right? Sparkles everywhere. <laughs> Sparkles, bright. These guys were up close to that huge fire that was unfolding itself, the bright light inside the hurricane. So it went up and down among the living creatures, and the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. So back then, okay, in Ezekiel's time, he didn't have NASA. There was no Plato or all these guys to, you know, none of these philosophers to tell them about planets and stuff. All he could say, it was a burning fire. We all know the sun is a burning billions and billions of, I see Pumbaa, Land and Lion King. It's just burning balls of fire out there. Uh, no Pumbaa. <laughs> it's fireflies. They got stuck in the sky. But it is fire flying. Ooh, I'm just kidding. So, it is a burning ball of fire, right? The sun. What about stars? Same thing. It's gases burning really hot. Like a like star. A uh, sun is called a star. A large star. The stars we see are the suns of other galaxies. Mm -hmm. Right? And you, they might even be dead or alive, but we can't see because light travels so slowly in comparison to the distance. So when we see it, we still we see a bright light. But it could have died, you know, a hundred years ago, but the light's still traveling to us. We still see it. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, the Hubble telescope will capture when that light hits us, and we see the explosion when it died. That's called a nebula, okay? The dirt, or the birthing or dying of a star. So he is explaining it the best way he could. He's saying the fire was bright, and out of the fire went forth lightning. So you, what else could he describe it? Nothing but lightning. Well, it looked like lightning coming out of it. But if you look at a NASA a nebula or like a supernova, you will see what looks like lightning. But technically it's not lightning, but it's the same makeup. It just It's full of color. Our lightning here is bright white, but there's lightning, there's explosion, there's, there's streams of color shining in every direction because so much is happening and a fusion and explosion is happening. I'm basically describing what I saw as the Father's light, His throne. This is what Ezekiel saw, the same thing. But I never saw it completely the way I did until I had that experience. Because when you look at this, the throne of God on that slow, sloping up mountain of heaven, just like Jerusalem, you had to go up to Jerusalem. It was a slope upward. It was just like a, it looked almost like a galaxy. It never looks the same. You can stare at it because constantly, just think of a, of a, if you was to go up to the, of a galaxy and watch it burn bright and colors and lightning and loudness and We'll read on more what they say, but it's impressive because you start looking at this, it's like, man, how else could he describe it, you know? He couldn't say a sun or star. <laughs> he might have said star, but he didn't know it was burning fire like this, you know? The Bible says that God is an all-consuming fire. What is an all-consuming? That's a sun. He's an all-consuming fire. We can't get close to the sun, you'll get pulverized, you know? Anyways, let's keep going. 14, and the living creatures ran and returned as the appearance of a flash of lightning. So he could see them moving, but it was like a dart. 
lightning you see lightning come down that's how fast these these creatures were moving these are angels he saw them it looked like a flash of lightning but that's the only thing he could describe it as is a flash of lightning right it's like flash gordon you know, and he moved, he moved so fast, he left a streak, didn't he? <laughs> Tell me y'all watched Flash. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's on Netflix. I know y'all saw it. So Flash, didn't he just go like a little dash? Y'all remember the science, him talking science talk, and they're talking about moving so fast, nanoparticles and all that? Yeah, it's like an angel. So here we go. Well, that's probably where they get it from, right? I bet. <laughs> <laughs> of course, man. They stole it from the mm, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. So, 15. It says, Now, as I beheld the living creatures, behold, one will upon the earth by the living creatures with his four faces, and the appearance, appearance of the wheels, and their work was likened to the color of a barrel. They four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was, as it were, a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Now, this gets kind of confusing. When they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned out where they went. And as for the rings, they were so high that they were dreadful, and their rings were full of eyes round about them for. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went behind them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. So whithersoever the Spirit was to go, they went, there was the spirit go, and the wheels were lifted up. Sounds like a UFO, don't it? I know that if you watch Ancient Aliens or something like that, they talk about this being UFOs. They do. They talk about all of that. Like, Ezekiel was probably seeing aliens. But they talk, they talk about it like it's technology. Oh, okay. Yeah, and aliens. Are they aliens? Aliens with wheels. Flying and... Because it's a wheel spinning like a UFO. So we should talk about aliens and UFOs today. I think you'll find out that... Have you ever seen a... Um, you ever seen a, a, a jet... Excuse me, guys. You ever seen a jet get hit sonic boom? Get out of the sound barrier? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like. Yeah, it's like flying all of a sudden goes boom and yeah. just... The big bubble comes up. So he was flying looking normal, you know, traveling within sound. But as soon as he gets so fast that he hits, he breaks the sound barrier, there's an explosion that happens. And he goes even faster, basically. But it's, a, it's the sound because the sound can't keep up with him. And it, all of a sudden the sound will hit you and it makes a big ball of light. So angels who travel at the speed of thought can slow down to the speed of light and they can slow down to the speed of sound. Therefore, we, for example, these are the fallen angels, right? So these, and even God's angels, the, the good angels, the bad angels, I guess you can say, they travel the speed of thought. They can appear here and be up in heaven here. I mean, they can be going back and forth so fast like it ain't nothing. But here's the deal. If they can, they can also slow down and appear as a human. We see that all through the Bible. They can make them. So if they're standing right here, and they're really right there, but you can't see them, if they want you to see, all they do is they slow down to the speed of light so you can see them. You see? 
if they need to speak to you, well, we, we hear at the, at the speed of sound. We hear sound on the word is there were three dimensional, four dimensional bodies. So mm -hmm. for us to hear sound and to see light and to interpret color or movement, things have to happen at a certain speed. That's the laws of our fallen nature. All right. So angels, if, if demons are going across the sky, they can easily go at the seat of sound and have a ball of light around them and look like a UFO. And they can also slow down. They have the same features as, you know, yeah. the angels have. And uh, shape shift or appear as, right. you know, a person. So, that's, the, that's when it comes tricky, you know, if they're fallen angels, of course. Uh, Hebrews says that we entertain angels unaware. Mm. So, and we could talk about this. It's not the whole, you know, topic, but... It's interesting to see that angels, and we'll see this as we go. All right, we'll have to keep going on. Um, let's just do, let's see if there's anything here that, verse 26. You want to read it from the ESV because it's so good out of there. All the way to 28. Okay. And above the expanse over their heads, there was the likeness of a throne, in appearance like sapphire. And seated above the likeness of his throne was a likeness with a human appearance. And upward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw as it were gleaming metal, like the appearance of fire enclosed all around. And downward from what had the appearance of his waist, I saw as it were the appearance of fire. And there were, was brightness around him. Like the appearance of the bow that it's in the cloud on the day of rain. So what's the appearance of the brightness all around? Alright. So this was... Well, I'll just read the last one, King J. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And when I saw it, I fell upon my face and I heard a voice of one that spake. So a few things we want to point out here. Look, he keeps saying, I saw as the appearance of. Did y'all catch that? It is in the likeness of, okay, in the appearance of sapphire. It was in the appearance of, of a rainbow. It looked as the appearance of brightness around about it. So he was like, I don't even know how to explain this, but it looks like a rainbow, okay? I don't know how to explain it, but it's thrown. It looked like the appearance of a man. I couldn't really tell. I just knew there was a man. Right. You say this is the, the throne, the color of amber and the appearance of fire all around it, around about it and within it. So it had fire in and all around. You see, how do you describe a sun if you've never seen a star up close? You know what I mean? And he's like, I don't know how it says, from the appearance of his loins upward, it looked like his loins upward. Was the appearance you know, downward. It was like the appearance of fire. And it had brightness all around. And he's like, there was a rainbow around. And then it says, he goes on and on and on. And you can see that he's trying to describe this, what he saw. Right. Let's go to Isaiah 6 real quick. And we'll just jump through. Isaiah has a little experience as well. Isaiah chapter 6. Again, guys, thank you all for joining. We're just going through and talking about, we're talking about heaven. 
and it's going to get better and better as we go. We're going to lay a few foundation here. Right now, you see a little bit. That was Ezekiel describing, just for all those who joined, he, he saw what looked like, we would say, a hurricane. So there was a bright fire in the center, and there was like twirling, um, what, like a hurricane or a whirlwind, okay, that was brightly around with different colors, to the color of amber, okay, and around this fire was four creatures flying around. These four creatures, we'll read here in Revelation in a bit, are the same one that John saw, and he described these creatures. Now, basically, these creatures had the expression of all the different animals, all the different types or feel like birds and, you know, livestock and the wild animals and humans all of god's creation had an expression in these beasts and they were flying constantly around in revelation we see they were singing holy 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 in isaiah 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 chapter six you want to read daniel (laughs) all right isaiah six in the year that king this is six one In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. So that sounds like Ezekiel, right? With two wings he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he was flying. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. And then I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Holy moly, he's about to die, wasn't he? Then flew one of the seraphims. So one of the angels flew over to him, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched my lips. Now this has touched your lips. And thine iniquity is taken away and sin purged. And also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. And then he tells them what to do and everything. So he saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. So he was seeing a temple. All right? Either the Lord was sitting on a throne in the earthly temple or he's in the heavenly temple. It looked a lot like the heavenly temple. All right? Because the seraphim were there flying around. So here we are. We have the seraphim. All right? There's the four creatures again flying around the throne. Right now, do y'all remember the Ark of the Covenant? Right, the Ark of the Covenant. There's, there's angels that have their wings over the mercy seat. Mm-hmm. So that's a a shadow of what's happening in heaven. Right, you have the angels that are surrounding the throne, that are flying. That's why those angels are covering. So that you have those angels that are flying around the the throne or the mercy seat. The only place that can forgive sins, right? So you have the angels and the Ark of the Covenant is made of gold. And we can go in a whole teaching on this, but that gold Ark of the Covenant was basically a lot of shadows of what was in heaven. That's why God gave it to Moses 
instructions. He was basically describing what he, the Father, was seeing. I think I believe it was Jesus speaking to Moses, though. What he knew was in heaven, he made a, a small replica. I mean, very small compared to what's in heaven. In heaven, these walls that, and things were miles high. Miles. Huge walls. The temple up there is miles. There ain't nothing on earth that compared to it. I'm talking about miles high walls, gates, okay? And you have a basically a galaxy, a whirlwind of light being pushed out over all the skies of heaven. A bright, the one, the star, the sun who birthed all stars and all suns and knows every one of them by name. And knows the hairs on our head, how many hairs we have. Every bird, he knows it all. He's omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, <laughs> omnipresent. He's everywhere and sees everything. Matter of fact, everything out there that's created has his life inside of it. His blueprint, he cloned, he took a little part of himself and made everything we see out of himself. So, <laughs> this guy sitting up there and this is what he's seeing, he's seeing... It is amazing. But we can go to Revelation. We can go so many places to go. But I wanted you to see a few things. Number one, Moses, he was on a mountain, right? On a mountain. On top of the mountain, a cloud came down. There was thundering. There was lightning. Okay? And the voice of the Lord was speaking out of the mountain. So God showed, chose to reveal himself to Israel on a mountain. And it was shaking and covered with smoke and fire. It was on fire. It was nothing. It was light. It was Jesus came down and manifested what it was like in heaven on earth. He chose a big mountain covered with fire and light and power and glory. Okay? We could go read that. We could spend all day. Matter of fact, everything in the Bible basically is basically heaven, God in heaven teaching those on earth about heaven. What awaits for us. Yes. Mm. Man, well, we can go here and talk about what he's here. There is a place where it says, verse 4, The post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. So he spoke, and the vibrations of him speaking shook the post. All right, so in heaven, these posts are, could be, I don't know how many miles high, thousands of feet tall. And for the voice of one of these angels, I think this is an angel that spoke here. Yeah, these angels, just the angels alone would speak, and it would shake. I mean, buildings that were larger than anything we have on earth. I don't know about y'all, but that's pretty impressive. All right, let's go on over to Revelation. Let's just jump over and read some good stuff. And baby, I'm going to see if you can read a few of these. These are just... Oh man, maybe maybe we should go to maybe we should go to Daniel first. Daniel. Well, here we'll go back and forth. We go to Revelation, and I'll go to Daniel. We'll read both of them. All right, go to Revelations, <clears throat> Revelation one. Okay, this is uh, you know, everybody knows. I mean, pretty much everybody here knows the the Apostle John. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, where he's talking about. What he sees in the last days, but it was a revelation of Jesus. It wasn't a revelation about end times. Okay, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, now <clears throat> why don't we just go to verse eight, babe, and read 
Um, I mean, it's all good. But let's just go to verse 12. Let's just go there and read. Okay. 1, 12. 12 through 16. All right. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, <laughs> and I have the keys of death in Hades. That's good. That's good. All right. So we see Jesus. Yeah. Now, Jesus obviously walked with John for what three and a half years he walked with i mean he knew jesus okay and he never fell like a dead person to jesus he did fall down you know at the feet of jesus and worship but this is different he was like a dead man seeing jesus did y'all see the burnished bronze the fine brass mm -hmm. like in a like an, in an oven seeing him in all his glory mm-hmm just so his skin, his body was radiating light from inside, like metal that's been completely heated up inside of a furnace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. isn't that something? So his look at his hair. It says, "I turned to see the voice speak to me, and I saw seven gold candlesticks. I saw gold candlesticks, and the midst of seven were likened to the Son of Man." Notice the candlesticks were in his hand. Did y'all catch that? Mm -hmm. It says he was in the midst of the candlesticks. So, again, this is John back then, and the only thing he could describe was what he saw was like, when you're looking, you the hardest thing about seeing an angel or seeing heaven or anything like that is trying to describe, right? It's, it was like this, right? Mm -hmm. Using words to describe. It's like, it's like candlesticks. And it says, in the midst of these candlesticks, was likened to the Son of Man. So he was standing in what looked like seven you know, candlesticks around him. And he said that in the candlesticks, he had well, stars, or basically, what is it again? He had seven stars and seven candlesticks. Seven enough. stars. Yeah. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun shining in full strength. That's amazing. So he's standing around what looked like candlesticks around him. And he was basically in his, he had his hand and what it looked like. So if he has candlesticks out here, okay, if there's candlesticks, seven of them, and I'm holding up my hand between me and them, and I have a, a between me and each of those candlesticks is a star. Right? So in other words, which they're having trouble. I mean, how do you describe a star? I mean, you look up in heaven, what is it? Just a bright light. It's just a light. It's a shining 
manifestation of a light, right? Because stars look like they're kind of, you know, twinkling, twinkling mm-hmm. little star, you know, <laughs> right? Okay. I'm just being, I'm breaking it down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have twinkling little stars. So he's sitting here with his hand open. He is speaking out of his mouth. is coming a two-edged sword. You know, the Bible says that the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm-hmm. He is speaking to these seven churches. You know, the Bible says angels, right? He was speaking. So when he's speaking to each of them, between him, his hand, and each of those seven would look like candlesticks, there was a star. There was a light that looked like a star between him and each of the the ministers or the leaders, what they would call the angel. Okay? He don't speak his word to angels, guys. The angels go and serve the heirs of salvation. He was speaking to the leader in each of these cities. Okay? So between him, what looked like a candlestick, he was speaking to the believer. The believer was on earth. Jesus had the ability. I'm saying this because I saw this. (laughs) And I can explain it to you in the best way that I can. He's looking at, let's just say, Michael, you're sitting right there. You're on your knees at home praying. Right? The Spirit of God's in you. Okay, the same spirit of God that's in you is the same spirit of God. In me. If I was Jesus, okay, I'm in heaven. You know, <clears throat> if I was Jesus, guys, okay, Jesus is in heaven. He's speaking to you. Between you and Him is what the Holy Spirit. He said there is the seven spirits of God. Y'all catch that? It says I was and I saw the seven spirits of God. What verse is that on? I don't know. Verse four. It says. John and the seven churches, which are in Asia, grace be unto you, peace from him which is, which was, and which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. So if Jesus is speaking to these different leaders in these churches, there was like a star, okay, that was between him, the seven spirits of God. So in other words, he speaks to all of us through his spirit. So he was seen and trying to describe what he was seeing best he could. It was Jesus talking to the churches. Hmm. He was saying and what was looking like him, these, these ministers, the Bible says your light is an influence. You're, you're, he's, he said later, I will sniff out your light. In other words, you, you minister, I will sniff out your light if you don't obey me. Right. You are the candlestick. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify Amen. your Father yes. in heaven. So he said, if you don't obey me, I will sniff out so he was looking, the Spirit, he was speaking by the Spirit of God to these believers. But the manifestation in heaven, you can see the manifestation. Matter of fact, in heaven, you can see what people on earth are doing. So Jesus was speaking to these different leaders in these different cities. You know, in the spirit realm, I guess you could say, or what he was in the spirit seeing Jesus. He was seeing what the manifestation to him was him speaking to these different leaders. And the star was the Spirit of God. Now, it tells you later on what it is. Um, basically, we can go in that. It says, The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. The seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So he's speaking. There's a light. And there's the churches. So he's saying the candlesticks are the churches. And the star is basically the leader. You see this because He's looking at them. The, the leader stands before his area that he services the city. He's speaking to them. The Spirit of God. Mm. All right. Mm. I hope that helps, but I can tell you, um, 
anyways, it is what it is. So, in the midst of the seven candlesticks, like the Son of Man, clothed the garment down to the foot. Look, he had a golden girdle on him. His hair was white like wool, white as snow. His eyes were, the f were as a flame of fire. His feet were like burning brass. Wow, we heard that before, haven't we? No, 14 and 15. Mm -mm -mm. So, we can go in and talk about that more, but let's just skip through real quick and read chapter 4. We're going to start at just, let's just start at verse 2. And let's just read through what we're seeing in heaven, okay? Why don't you go ahead, babe? Okay. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, one with one seated on the throne. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. And around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Let's stop right there. So John, again, don't have NASA. <laughs> he's looking at it, he's like, there's a rainbow, and the rainbow looks like emerald. It had the appearance of evil. He didn't say there was an emerald around him. He said, have you ever seen an uh, emerald or a ruby or a diamond and you shine light into it? What, what does it do? Yeah. Can y'all picture it in your mind uh, when the light goes into an emerald and it puts in a an aura, like the northern lights? If you think about the, what's it called, the Boris what? Come on, guys. Bora, 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 something. The Northern Lights. Come on, Daniel. Don't you know all these facts? Yeah. What? I know it in Spanish, though. I the Bora, Aurealis. <laughs> Come on, guys. Someone out there knows the Bora Aurealis or whatever it's called. Come on, people. Aurealis. Bora Aurealis. Thank you Aurealis. so much. Okay, Marcia. <laughs> Monica. Yeah. Thank you. So, you have the northern lights. If you shine light into an emerald, what do you get? You get the effect of a beautiful aura. It shines out. Like, right? Mm -hmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. So, he's trying to describe what this throne looks like. It's like, it's like Sardis. It's like these different colors. Sapphire, you know? But when light is radiating, if you put a LED light inside of these precious stones, like a diamond, yeah. what do you get? Y'all, now don't tell me y'all didn't dance in the past, right? Y'all went to like a disco ball and you saw the light <laughs> shine everywhere? Come on, everybody. You got the lava lamp and it puts out different colors. Okay. Guys, if light, it's not that so much light was shining on this throne light was coming out of the stones and coming in i mean light is in and out of these thrones so imagine shining a light on an emerald and then light coming out of the emerald and putting out light that's how you get something like a nebula or the beautiful supernova or that's just the best words i can you know like a galaxy guys these lights are shining and and then if it's putting out a big green aura when I'm looking at it, you'd like, wow, there's a... There's... The only thing I can describe is like a rainbow. Every color I know are around the throne. But how do you, how do you describe it, you know? Right. Ezekiel said it was, like a, it was like a hurricane, just swirls of cloud. How do you destroy, uh, uh, describe the Shekinah glory of God, you know? But it was coming around, it was, it was coming like a hurricane around them and light and lightning, mm -hmm. fire in the middle. But they also see colors. How do you describe this? Yeah. It's a rainbow, you know? Yeah. Right? 
So if, you, if I wish I could share a screen with you, I'll, I'll do this at some point. I'll go in and do my best to show you, you know, the supernovas and things like that. It's just beautiful because all these colors like a rainbow are shining at the, at the explosion of a star. You have this burning bright sun in the middle. But the ones we've seen, we've seen a pattern, always a swirl, like a spiral mm -hmm. and an mm -hmm. eye. So yeah. it's, it's so interesting. It's like God. It's so godly. It's, mm -hmm. it's magnificent. Yeah. It's like a galaxy. You know, the galaxies galaxy. have a yeah. star in the yeah. center. Yeah. Everything is centered on one sun, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the sun of God, <laughs> Jesus. So isn't it beautiful, though? Like, I mean, she, I've sat down with her and tried to describe to her and Daniel. But, you know, you have a galaxy, right? And it's just colors radiating i mean colors that we don't have i mean just beautiful colors right so he's trying to describe that there was a throne okay and one sat on the throne and he that sat now he's trying to describe he that sat that's that's something he that sat was to look upon like so he can't even describe what he looks like he's like it looks like a jasper and a sardine stone and a rainbow that looks like emerald so He's like, I'm trying to describe what he looks like. He's an all-consuming fire. He's bright as lightning. Okay, so number one, if you think there's a few things that come to my mind. Have you ever seen a welder, you know, welding, and they have to wear the face protection, the eyes? Because mm -hmm. it'll blind them. It's brighter than white. It's lightning. It's the same lightning white. Someone flashes at those fancy cameras. Yeah. And it's like, you're like, oh, okay, that was in my eyes, right? Mm -hmm. That flash, imagine it being brighter than that. And it actually, now I read a story that made me cry here after I had went to heaven. It described it. It was some soldiers who were tasked in the Navy to go be on warships to watch the explosion of nuclear bombs. You know what I mean? And it exploded, and they looked at their comrades, and it was like x-rays. The, the light was so bright, and they all had protective eye gear on, but it was so bright that the eye gear didn't matter, and they looked at their comrades, and they saw skeletons and everything, the teeth. Did you see that? Wow. You can take your hoodie off if you're hot. Yeah, what's it called, I'll have to show it to you later because I don't know. I can't remember, but it was the testimony of a soldier who watched the testing of all the different, you know, nuclear bombs. He described it as the brightest light. It exploded. The light hit them first, and then the wave knocked them all over the place, broke arms and everything. But the light just completely went through their bodies, and all you saw was everybody's skeletons, like just skeletons frozen in a split second just guys the light light is powerful i mean everything we see is made of light okay imagine that bright light whoosh, just blowing up big huge explosion and light hitting you and just there's nothing left of your body but skeleton but it's it's an interesting analogy because god is powerful right mm -hmm. his power and he can destroy and also give life so it's interesting what the light can do hmm. that's how i see it he's know. the light of the world right right 
and we're light, and he's the light of the world. He told us we're the light of the world. But he's that fire, and that can also, you know, be fearful. It's, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, so the light of the world back then wasn't a light bulb, right? It was a, it was a, it, all they had was fire back then. It was torches. So the light of the world was a bright, it was a sun. It was a burning ball of fire, right? Hmm. And he says, you're a light of the world. You don't hide your light under a bushel, mm-hmm. you know, a torch. You don't take your torch and put it under a bushel and put it out, right? Mm-hmm. So he calls us fire, and he's fire. He's mm-hmm. the fire he's of the fire. world, and we're the fire of the world, too. Hmm. Maybe we're LED bulbs. They meant that. <laughs> huh. Well, we're live beings. We are. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, we should go. We got to keep on going because I know I want to say a lot more. I'm like, all right, let's just keep reading. Verse 4, all right, you ready? So basically, he's describing the throne. And look, you know, it's funny. It sounds just like Isaiah and Ezekiel. Hmm. All right, so now we're on 4-4. You want to read? Okay, 4-4. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before mm. the throne there was as it were a sea of glass like crystal. All right. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, Mm -mm -mm. the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the fourth living creatures, each of them, with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Let's stop right there. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. So we got Ezekiel, Isaiah, and John. They see the throne, bright light, everything, right? And there's four beasts flying around, these seraphim. And they're singing constantly for eternity. Holy, holy. And Daniel told me when he read the book, he's like, man, I'm excited because I thought you would just be singing for eternity. (laughs) He's like, we actually get to play. We actually get to do things. We don't have to just sit there and just be in a throne room and worship for eternity. (laughs) He thought I would just be singing. He's like, I was prepared to do that, but okay. That's that's just funny. That was good stuff. Man, isn't that awesome? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, look, so a few things here. Here, here we are again at the throne. All right, we got twenty-four elders, and they worship, and they take they have a crown, and they take their crown off, and they worship for a throne. And there's lightnings and thundering and voices coming from the throne. So, so hold up, didn't we just see that they were worshiping him? Yeah. So, guys, I can't wait for y'all to read the mm-hmm. book. Because there was times in worship, this is a big revelation to me. I've never seen this ever in my life, but every, there was times where I would be on my face before Jesus, and 
all of heaven, the trees, the stones, the water, all the angels, all the people around, the kids, everybody would stop and just in a great assembly worship God. I mean, absolutely be in an absolute worship, giving their best expression to him, which every single individual created being was created to give. They would all give it. But what got me was is they were worshiping, but the father from the throne would boom and give back to everybody else. That made me cry. <laughs> he, they were worshiping him, but he was giving back. And I and I when I read this after it's like an exchange. Yeah. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's it's just life and Cuz what's a relationship if it's just one person giving giving giving? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But every creation, even the rocks, the rocks cry out. Mm-hmm. You know, the babes, they've perfected for per, uh, perfected praise. Yeah. Right? And the Bible says in, in Psalms it says that in Isaiah it says the trees clap their hands. Yeah. The, the mountains waxed, like came down. They bowed and trembled before the Lord. The, the birds sang. The, the oxen and the lions roared. Everything and every single created being had expression to give to the Father. And the Father would give right back. Oof, wow, look at that. You see that? That's cool. They're doing a parade here, it looks like, getting ready for one. Because one of the parade ones just drove by. It was really pretty. It was from a church, a Baptist church. Had a big, huge... Manger? Yeah, manger. So, um, it's just amazing because I've always wondered, well, how, why were there voices coming from the throne? <laughs> you know, he was speaking. Now, obviously, you had the, 20, you had the, the four beasts worshiping, but these people are worshiping the Father, and it's never just you worshiping him. He's always giving of himself to you. And every time, every experience you worshiping him, you leave changed. He gives something of it. There's some experience in him that you get that leaves you changed every single time. Even in heaven forever, you will always, always, always live for the moment where you are transformed into his image even more. We get transformed from glory to glory, but in every glorious moment of worship, you're transformed even in eternity. (laughs) So voices coming... And then the seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. Um, I mean, it's the same thing because on earth, we're all worshiping and we have access by the Father, by the Spirit to the Father. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting here talking right now and he's speaking through me and through y'all and everywhere and the Holy Spirit's just teaching. And then in heaven, when we start praising him, all of what we're doing is coming right up the Bible says to the nostrils. Like your praise, it either stinks or it smells good. It's a good incense. It's a good smell to him. Strange fire stunk to him. You know, mom would say vomit in the nostrils. Yeah, you know, right? You ever had a smell that makes you want to puke? That's what it's like when we're living in complete rebellion and perversion and sin and not living holy and not living like him. And you try to praise and Offer up your sacrifices to him, and it stinks. That's what he told Israel, take your musical instruments away from me. Mm. I didn't want to hear it. They were in sin. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there is a part of those seven spirits, you know. If you're at the throne, and all the worship is coming to the Father from the throne, and there's these humongous, bright, look like torches, just, I mean... 
right? It's like, the best way I could describe it was like Niagara Falls. If you ever been to one of those just thunder, you know, where the water's coming down from, you know, and the water's coming down. But at this place before the throne, it's an upside down waterfall. It's just coming up to the throne. Like there was one moment where the angel grabbed me. I didn't put this in the book. It's just too much or something. <laughs> Maybe I should. I don't know. We'll go back. Too much detail. But the angel grabbed me by the neck and yanked me up closer to the father. I was miles away, and I was. De- I thought I was dead. I was miles away. But there was one time he yanked me back, and I came to this place right here where the seven, um, where the spirit of God, the manifestation, the bright light. So you have a huge sun that looks like a galaxy supernova star, the father. And he's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Nothing. He's terrifying and he's love and he's everything amazing at the same time. But your being is only held together by you're completely at his mercy. (laughs) It's like you're dead but the only reason I'm not is because you love me, but you love me. I'm dead because you love me, and I'm, I'm alive because you love me, and I'm even allowed to breathe. And you can't breathe, but you don't have to breathe in heaven. In him, you breathe, and you move, and you have your being. I mean, you get in his presence, and it's like that's that scripture of in him, you have your life, your being, and you breathe, and you move in him. That's exactly the only thing that is remaining in his presence. In him. <laughs> it's... In Him and only in Him. There's nothing else. You give it all to Him and He gives to you. So you leave there changed, but it's almost like you died a new a, a death and was born again, again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyways, what I'm saying, all that is the seven, those, those seven um, spirits, right? They would say seven spirits of God, but it's seven manifestations of the Spirit of God. Every creation, every creature in heaven and on earth worships Him, speaks, moves, has their being through the Spirit. Even the angels operate by the Spirit. So the birds, the lions, the dinosaurs, all of them, every single one, the water, the rocks, the grass, the flowers, the trees, everything moves and has its being and breathes because of the Spirit of God. Every atom, every single tiny atom is made up by the Spirit. What do they call it? The what was that the God gene? I mean the what's that little this, this cross inside of an atom they found? I can't remember. They look inside the I can't remember if it's quantum microscopes where you can study cells, you know, and atoms and there's an invisible um Galaxy inside every single atom. See what I'm saying? You're referring to the Fibonacci. It's Fibonacci. It's all that, but it's inside. If you look at the very, very, very smallest microscope, the smallest thing we can do is look inside of a quantum microscope. You can see the makeup of a cell, and you can go into the nucleus of a very single tiny little atom and see it. You know, and you can see it's it's rotating around like a galaxy. <laughs> It's amazing. The Spirit of God makes up the makeup well, of every single every atom. Well, everything, every cell, we saw a documentary, and it's it, they talk about the Fibonacci sequence, and it has the same pattern in everything, in plants, in us, in all frequencies. Everything has the same pattern. 
and it has the same dance. So it's like that life source that's always dancing. It's the whirlwind. It. It's the whirlwind. It's the spirit of God giving life to everything, and they call it the the fingerprint of God. Yeah, <laughs> it's the blueprint yeah. of Almighty God of the Creator and every single yeah. atom. Think about this Bible here has what we call mass. This page, right, is has a certain density of mass, right? Water has a different density. Everything has density of mass. But in other words, it's how the cells join together, right? It's just a bunch of cells make up. This right here is nothing but a bunch of little tiny cells made up into one material object and, that we see and feel and interact with. So anyways, not trying to get into the quantum science. It's scientific here. <laughs> but uh, all I'm saying is, is it is absolutely beautiful and amazing that God has put his blueprint. Now listen, I want to say something. The world, you know, new age, you know, all these people out here take what they discover about God and they make it about the demonic that they worship. They make it about all of their the universe and they make it about themselves they worship themselves they worship the universe or energy or spirit beings or you know kundalini it's worshiping the, the the spirit of the universe that's in you and your body i mean guys i want to make something very clear is that the enemy has stolen a lot of things now you got to understand lucifer came from worshiping leading worship in heaven <laughs> got kicked out of leading worship and building the temple of God in heaven. He got kicked down from working on the temple and got kicked down on earth. To, and now he's on earth, stripped of all of his light and all of his position he had in heaven. He is down on the earth, and all he has spent all the ages doing was building pyramid and building temples. He's been trying to copy what God has in heaven on earth. And make people worship him. He sent his, his angels, the fallen angels, that slept with women. We see that in the Bible called the Nephilim. They interbreeded with, with humans. You know, where we have all of our <laughs> folklore and all the different stories of gods and mythology. And you have demigods and the gods came Nephilim. down. The gods were taller. And guys, angels in heaven I saw were eight, nine feet tall. Some were 14 foot, 14 foot. I saw some that were 18, 20, 22 feet. Michael and his angels, the warring angels, are freaking monsters. And you know what I mean. They were, I'm trying to, I can't use the word beast anymore because, you know, the beast system now. Okay, so I apologize for using the word beast. It's just something I've said since playing football. Like, that dude's a beast, man. You know what I mean? But you can't say it no more. I said Jesus is a beast, man. But you can't say you can't say that, okay? So we <laughs> we love you you guys and Jesus is not part of the B system, okay? But what I'm saying is they were absolutely you don't want to mess with them guys. And if you read yeah, when you get when you read the book you'll see what I saw and what they did. All I'm trying to say is this is that Satan has tried to copy what he knows to be what was in heaven. He still he still copies it. But it's quite bizarre because I see that in the Bible, in the Word, God mentions the rainbow everywhere. Oh, here All we go. the colors everywhere. The rainbow is His representation. 
of who he his, is. His promise. His yeah. promise. And now we see it represented in LGBT. And it's, like, it's bizarre. It's just blasphemy to my eyes, you know. He's, he's using all these, you know, God's creation to twist everything and to deceive people. And it's just so sad. Right. We just we just read that there was a rainbow around the throne of yeah, God. Yeah, we just read that. Right. If you read yeah. that to most people in the world right now, they would think that oh, he's yeah. he's a god of love. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but Satan, the first interaction with mankind with with Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. he slightly twisted it subtly. He said, yeah. "Did God really say that?" Mm-hmm. He quoted God. He said, "God said eat of the tree." Right, but did he really say that? He what he meant was mm. eat the tree, but then you'd be just yeah. like me, be just like knowing good and evil. You see, and Jesus, he came to Jesus. <clears throat> Jesus just, I mean, he literally just got baptized mm. by John the Baptist, and the, the voice came and said, "This is my son, my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased." Here comes Satan right after that, tempting him in the wilderness. Mm. If you are the Son of God, right. mm. do you see? Then you can turn this this rock into bread. If, if, if you're the son of God, then he came back mm-hmm. again. If you're the son of God, then worship me. If you're the son of God, comes up to a mountain, showed him all of the the kingdoms of this world. So all I'm trying to say, guys, is it is it's scary to see that all of Satan has done, like the eye, the Illuminati eye. That is everywhere. Yeah. Freemasonry, the eye, it's on our dollar bill. He has made the whole world system taking something that is beautiful that God created. Every one of our eyes has what looks like the throne of God. We have basically his blueprint in our eyes. We have a swirling, beautiful piece of art right here that they can right now scan your eyeball and you're the only one on the planet that has that eyeball. Okay? Your individual expression of God is in your eyeball. The swirl is right there in your fingerprints. Mm. Y'all hear? The swirl is in your eyeball. You even got individual ears. You see? (laughs) Don't look at my ears. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But you see, we all got individual expression that God created every one of us individual. And we got the eyes, the fingerprints, the ears, everything to prove it. Your face. Right? DNA? Should I go on? I mean, the DNA is a swirl. I mean, you can, right now, you can look up new age stuff and what do they do? They have swirls. They have these new age mystical stuff. Now, you got half church, new apostolic reformation, looking just like what we see in the new age right now. Mm-hmm. The same spiritual manifestations of being goofy and sliding on the floor like a snake when they get prayed for, when they should be casting the demon out of them. And activating their chakras. And their the, chakras. And I, mean, and... <laughs> I mean, we can go down a long mm-hmm. list of stuff, guys. You know, mm-hmm. we can look at, I mean, Ezekiel, you read it. See, this is why we have to slow down sometimes and just read the Bible, okay? Yeah. Because Ezekiel saw... He saw the Fibonacci, we would call it. Okay, it's, look it up, guys. Fibonacci. It is, it is a mathematical sequence. It's the only mathematical sequence that doesn't have an end. The only one. It's a mathematical 
That's why they call it the fingerprint of God. It is the absolute, every flower, if you look at a flower, just look it up, guys. Okay, look it up. Now, the New Age people out there have taken this to be the, the universe. Okay? Satan would say that it is, it, it's from Lucifer, the beauty of Lucifer. Okay, then you can look up Taoism, you know, and you can go over into China and everything. They'll say it's chi. Guys. The chi, prana. I mean, you can go to, I mean, no matter what it is, Satan's only job is to slowly tweak the truth. That's right. Subtly just change it. For example, the on the dollar bill. Law of attraction bill. and all those things. Law of attraction. There you go. But it's the well, universe. Is everything's very generic. drawing to you, right? It's not Jesus himself. So we're getting off topic, obviously. Yeah. But you look at the pyramids, right? You have ancient pyramids all over the world. South America, North America, and India, and China. You have them in Egypt, obviously, the most famous one. They just go up in a big pyramid. Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) You got, you know, Mayans, the Incans, right? I'm not making this up. It's history, guys. Okay, you got to go look at this. You have all over the world, Satan has tried nothing but to copy God. Satan, his fallen angels and their descendants, these tall beings, were worshipped as gods. Right? They were worshipped as gods, half-human, demigods or whatever. I I mean, all it all goes back. Okay, guys? I'm just saying this because when we read this stuff, you have to realize what truth is because right now, me speaking truth is misinformation. Now, this is hate crimes. This is misinformation. And we are on the precipice of losing our ability to be live with you guys because everything is counterfeit. Now, bankers, tellers will tell you, how do you know a true dollar bill from, right. from a counterfeit? You have to spend a lot of time studying the true dollar bill. The only way is to study the truth so much that when you see the slight changes of a counterfeit, you'll know the difference. I mean, you have to know the truth because in the truth we see Ezekiel saw a whirlwind. He saw a star. So the new age people can't, (laughs) they can't steal the stars from us. Doesn't mean I can go out right now and just put stars all over my car because everybody think I, <laughs> you know, I've lost my mind or went new age or whatever. You know what I mean? All I'm saying is, is the rainbow does not mean LGBT. Now in this culture, everyone can believe a lie as the truth, but we know that the word of God. Okay, we know the promise given to Noah, and it's not Noah hide laws either, like they're gonna say. I mean, guys, you have to know the truth. Everybody gets the point. Let's keep reading. All right. Thank you for bearing with us on that. All right. So we have the beast, and they are singing, Holy, Holy, Lord God Almighty, all around. Read 9 through 11. That's Revelation 4, 8. We're going to 9. 9 through 11. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24... Elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, 
and by your will they existed and were created. King James says, for thy pleasure. So why were we created? It's for his pleasure. And when you are worshiping at his throne, how do you know when on earth you're experiencing throne room-like worship? It's when you have taken that crown off your head and everything about you is thrown down. Listen, true worship gets to the point, you know, in the temple, you have the outer court, inner court, and the holy of holies. Y'all remember the Ark of the Covenant, right? You couldn't get to the inner court without washing your hands. You had to look into water and see your, reflex, your reflection, and you had to stick your hands and get you had to get busy. You had to do effort to clean yourself off, wash yourself off, and something had to die. Yeah. You had to kill something. You had to slaughter a beast, and you had to drain the blood. You had to boil the meat. You had to get rid of fat. I mean, it wasn't just death. Hey, shoot it in the head. No, you had to slit it. I mean, you had to really kill this thing and drain blood, and it was brutal. Right. It was a death. Before you entered into the point where you got to experience the beauty of his presence, you know, and prayer ascended up and before, you know, where the bread of the presence was and the incense, the good smells and the, the gold, all this beautiful golden furniture where the light came in and reflected, it was the heaven on earth. It was an example of heaven on earth. Light came through the tent, hit all the gold material. There was a menorah with all the lamps, and light reflected all. You know, polished gold is very beautiful. When you hit sun on it, it is shining an aura. It's beautiful. When before you got to that though, <laughs> you had to you had to clean yourself, wash yourself. You had to make sure your clothes are clean. You had to kill something. You had to get bloody and deadly, and you had to do all this just before you could go get before him. And then once you went there and you had the, the right incense burning and you had light and illumination, the Lord was speaking to you and you had the bread of his presence. You had, you know, the, the table of showbread and his, the candle and the incense and you had these oils. All this stuff, all of that was still what you had to do before you got to go behind the veil. Back then it was only once a year. But when you did go back behind that veil, that, mm, over there, see, back then, it was, there were different times, you know, tabernacles, whatever. But you could get back there in the shadow of his wings where, those, where the light would hit the tabernacle and the shadow would cast. You could go, Samuel slept there in the tent. He slept near the ark. That was when God started to speak to him and say, Samuel, 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 wake up. You know, and he thought it was Eli talking to him. <laughs> but it was really God talking to Eli. He was sleeping close to the ark. The Bible says that. So what we're saying is, is this. When you come to His presence, okay, there was a process to come before His presence. You had to repent. You had to lay down your crown. Everything about you had to be put down. And these guys, even in heaven, whatever they earned on earth from good works and being obedient had to get thrown down. You died to yourself in His presence. When I was up there, and I, you'll have to just read when you get the book, I, like I said, I died. I mean, I, every single trillions, and I read a book that said they had 72 trillion or whatever trillions of atoms in our body. Every bit of them had a voice. Every one of them sheer, utter terror and absolute love. 
died before him. And you lost, I lost myself. And I don't, you know, but you'll have to read the book. But when I was in there, it was just absolute 100%. God the Father was a scary. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was scary. Um, but it was beautiful. I was a whole new, I came out of it, molted, just everything changed. I took on his image. You know, it's an image. Imagination is a nation of images. Right? In a split second with God, you can get nations of images of his, who he is in you. What's the difference of you and me, Michael? We're both men and have bodies and everything, right? But what's different is, is the, the thoughts that make up your insides and me. You know, we're humans. But the difference between you and her and everything is that you've made decisions and thought and spoke. And you've, you, the inner side of you, the invisible part of you makes you different than another person. Other than our outward stuff. What I'm saying is, is that thoughts, the images that are growing from image, being conformed to his image, still happens in eternity. All right, I'm sorry. I could talk forever. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. But the beast gave glory and honor and thanks to him. He sat on the throne. The, el- the elders, the beast, all of them are worshiping. But let's keep reading and let's just see. We're going to look. Let's just read five all the way through five. Anybody else want to read, Daniel? Yeah? Huh? All right. I'll start off. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within, and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel. Oh, gosh. This is definitely probably one of Michael's angels. I don't know. You have to read the book, but I, I saw Michael from a distance. I saw Gabriel. Okay? Each of them were absolutely magnificent, and the angels were different sizes. Michael and his angels were different than Gabriel and his angels. Gabriel and his angels are the ones that bring the messages. You know, the vision. Remember Daniel? Mm -hmm. Gabriel came and said, Hey, you've been praying and fasting, and I'm here to explain the vision to you. Zechariah, John the Baptist's dad. Here comes Gabriel. Hey, you're going to have a son named John. He's like, What? I don't believe you. He's like, You're going to be dumb. I mean, literally dumb. Couldn't speak. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you ain't going to talk until the baby's born. Because I am Gabriel and I stand in the presence of Almighty. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then, and then Mary, the mother of Jesus, Gabriel stands and says, hey, you're going to have the Messiah. And the Holy Spirit's going to be the daddy. And she's like, okay, whatever you tell me, I'll do. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that was an amazing woman. I mean, could you imagine? Hey, you're going to have a, a God baby from the Holy Spirit and you're going to get pregnant. Lord have mercy. But that was Gabriel. Right. And see? And then the other times we see Michael, Michael would manhandle, I mean, you know, you know, the manly version of that, uh, whatever. Michael is the warring angels. Gabriel came to Daniel in Daniel chapter 10. If y'all look this up, that's your reference, Daniel chapter 10. If you look it up, Gabriel comes to Daniel and says, listen, you prayed 21 days ago or three weeks ago for the answer. As soon as you prayed, the Father gave me instructions to bring this to you. And I came. But I was fighting the prince demon over Grecia. I was fighting the prince demon of Persia. And I've been fighting and I was withheld by them. I couldn't take them on both myself. So I had to have old Michael come and help me. So Michael came. <laughs> hey, Michael, lend me some hands. Now, Gabriel 
Okay, <laughs> Gabriel is like basically nine, ten. He's a ten foot tall archangel. He's a beast. He can handle any prince, right? But when you got two or three of them attacking him, he said, Michael, come here. Michael showed up and took them all on himself. Wow. Hmm. Come on now. Yeah, Michael's amazing. a, Michael's, I want to say Michael's a beast, but <laughs> Michael's a very elite, strong person. <laughs> Mighty warrior. But Michael shows up. So how do I know that? Because Daniel chapter 10 says that Gabriel was telling Daniel, said, listen, I came to answer your prayer as soon as I can, but I've been fighting the princes over there. But Michael came. Now Michael's over there fighting them and holding them off right now so I can give you this answer. Now here's the answer. He gives them all the answers. Now I got to go return and help Michael. So you can see if you read the Bible that there are straight up physical, spiritual battles happening with angels, but angels come when we pray. They Gabriel didn't just come and just say, hey, here you go. Here's your vision. No. He said, when you pray, the Father said, go. Give him the answer to that that vision. Mm -hmm. There was multiple times. It wasn't just once. If you go to Daniel 8, 9, and 10, you'll see that Gabriel showed up and answered different times. A lot of activity happens in the heavens when we pray, huh? Mm -mm -mm. Things that we cannot even imagine. It'd be amazing to see what really happens, you know? I don't know. A lot of warfare. <laughs> so anyways, that's Daniel chapter 10. All right, let's keep reading. Where are we at? Uh, you were reading five at the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah. Verse two, and I saw a strong angel. So that was definitely probably, who knows, but it was strong. <laughs> Proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, look at this, so Michael, I mean, the Apostle John is in heaven, and he's able to tell people, listen to this, he's able to see and, pe- and see no man in heaven nor in earth nor under the earth were able to open the book, neither to look thereon. So he knew, he had a knowing, he was able to see in the Spirit, under the earth, on the earth, and in heaven, do y'all remember in Job when it says there was a time when all the sons of men, they they presented themselves before God? Okay, Satan himself even came and God said, hey, Satan, what do you think about my man, Job? And he's like, hey, I can't do nothing against Job because you've put a, a hedge, a whole wall of angels all around him. I can't do nothing. Why do you think he's so great? Because you put a hedge around him and all of his land, all of his animals, everything. I can't touch nothing. And God's like, he fears me and da da da. He's like, well, I'll take my hedge up. You can have him, but he'll still glorify me. Mm-hmm. The angels came up, and what happened? Satan came in and killed all of his family in one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you see, there was a conference. There was a way in this great assembly. Why do I call it great assembly? Is because in Hebrews, we'll probably read that here in a little bit. But Hebrews says that we've all come in a great assembly to the Mount Zion, heavenly, where we join right now in our talks and our worship and when we evangelize and get people saved and healed and delivered, we join the innumerable angels in heaven, all the just men that's made perfect, you know, Christians who died before us. Listen, there is in the spirit realm, they can see everything happening. And he was able, right here, he was able to see 
all of them down on the earth and everywhere was able to look upon the book neither to look thereon and I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon alright five one of the elders said unto me weep not behold the line of the tribe of Judah the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof and I behold lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it was had been slain having seven horns seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent forth unto all the earth now that's the seven manifestations of the Spirit of God. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four, 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, golden vials, full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us. He goes and sings all this and made us kings and priests. <coughs> Excuse me. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels. Babe, why don't you read 11 through 14? Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels, numbering myriads, myriads. myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. To receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said amen and the elders fell down and worshiped. Come on guys. <laughs> Man, do you notice that he says, verse 13, every creature? Guys, I've never saw it. But the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God, that the, the birds sing. Mm -hmm. Everything declares, everything's singing and singing praises, the birds singing praises. But in heaven, literally every creature is worshiping. And he saw it. John said right there, every creature which is in heaven, on the earth, underneath the earth, and in the sea. All started praising them. Wow. Isn't that something? So that's the great assembly. It's everybody. The ones that are in heaven, those of us who are in the spirit in Christ here, and the ones under the earth. Makes you wonder about the under how the makes you wonder about under the earth how they are they even are they able to see these worship things while they're being tormented? Mm. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. All right, so it goes on, and there's a lot of different things on here. We'll go to chapter 7. Uh, chapter 7, verse 9, it says, After this I beheld, excuse me, and lo, a great multitude which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, people, tongues, they stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb, and all the angels stood around about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God. <clears throat> so this is the crystal sea. It's not really like a, a sea. It's just larger than an ocean, you know, a sea. I've heard people try to give dimensions to this. When they went to heaven, they saw it look like this, and I don't know how they did that because... I mean, I saw dimensions, and I was like, you know things in heaven? Like, it looks like this, but I didn't get to see all of it. All I saw is 
my face on it. <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't have time to sit and look around while his presence, I was dead like on the ground. And I did take a glimpse though, it was like I was allowed to see this transparent, it was not just crystal, you know, where it's just pure, you know, crystal. It was, there was shimmers of emerald and ruby and gold and diamond and, and down through it. Imagine, uh, you know, epoxy, epoxy, whatever that epoxy that you put on a countertop. You can put, say, just think if you took every emerald we have on earth and just made it into small pieces, just enough for light to hit it and shine and put color throughout the epoxy all the way through it. It's see-through. For example, they call it a sea of crystal, right? If it was, a, if it was perfectly see-through, you, it wouldn't look like a sea. Because it would just be like, it was an invisible floor. It would be flat and it would be see-through. But it looks like a sea because inside there was things to reflect light inside. It looked like water because the light was reflecting all through the ground. So imagine walking and you're just walking through reflected light everywhere. But you look down and it's, anyway. Anyways, I ain't got time to go through all that. But guys, we're going to finish up here soon. But I want to read, um, gosh, it's just so amazing. They just... They keep worshiping, and we just go on and on. You can go all the way through Revelation to the end, like Revelation 21. Let's go to Revelation 20. We're coming up on 99 minutes, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take it down because <laughs> we can go this we can go on forever. But chapter 20. Verse 1, it says, And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Oh, my goodness. And he laid hold of the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him to the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years will be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. In verse 4, And I saw thrones, okay, not just one, thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, and on the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. This just goes on and on, and it's a whole bunch of amazing stuff. I'm going to go back real quick to chapter 19, verse 4. It says, And the four and twenty-four elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God. There we have it again. Who sat on the throne? Verse 5, And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his saints, and ye that fear him, both small and great. Verse 6, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. And then you have verse 11. It says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire.'" 
and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen and white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. I mean... Obviously, we can sit here and we can read the great white throne. We can go on and on. But, but guys, that's just a little bit. We could sit here. You could read all day things in the Bible. that I mean, you can look at Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, they walked with Jesus in the cool of the day. It said he walked with them. He taught them how to name all the animals. Adam and Eve, in the beginning... Earth was created like heaven. He talked to the animals just like he can in heaven. Right? The trees worshiped. The trees, everything. Remember the serpent came and spoke to them? They could talk to the serpent. They, wasn't, they didn't freak out. It was normal. Right? right? They talked to the animals. Remember in Isaiah and all these different scriptures, it says the lion will lay down with the lamb. Right? Mm-hmm. And won't eat the lamb. When on earth can a lion and a lamb get along? He will eat that thing up like he would Daniel. So, I guess, you have anything else you want to say? I'm just excited for everybody to read that book. It's a blessing. And more than the uh, encounters that Brog had, it's, it's a word of encouragement for the end of days. Right. It's, it's, um, it's like a call. Yeah. Like we, we have short times now. And it's a call just for everybody. We still have time to get before him. To have right. a relationship with right. him. And, and to just preach to others. Not just for yourself. But everybody needs this word. You know, he's, he's telling us he loves us so much. He's still giving us time to, to repent, to make yes. it right. So and that's, that's the glory we're going to be having, you know, if we are obedient to him. This book should give you multiple experiences or revelations or make things known that maybe were hidden to you before. That's a revelation. It should absolutely cause you at the end of that, during that book or at the end of it, you should, Jesus should be the Lord of your life. And reading this book, I hope, and that's what we've been praying and working on to make sure that it is a the life of God being transmitted from that book into your being. If that's Maybe that's a new age way of saying it. But... I'm just the best way I can put it in words, right? There is something when you read that that it hits you because he is in you and you are in him. And when you read this book, there's a, there maybe there's a few messages you might hear from the Lord. But one is this. You are one with him. And he's there and you're here. But the Spirit of God is in both places. 
And it's like a window in your soul. Every time you call upon Jesus, you are talking to him in heaven. And, you know, when he speaks to you, can't you hear him here? Isn't Jesus in heaven? Right? He's in heaven. But the Spirit of God is in you. But how can you hear him? He's in heaven. It's the Spirit of God. So why can't we believe that as soon as we talk, he hears us in heaven? You know? And it's going to birth some confidence in you, number one, to stand for truth all the way through these perilous times that we have. And I pray everybody and their mama can get this book and read it, okay? Uh, I'm going to give it to everybody I know as a, in terms of family. Got not a lot of people. But everyone in my family, I'm going to give it to them as a Christmas present and say, hey, you don't have any time left, but read this book and maybe you'll experience it. I can't wait to give it to people who don't know Jesus. Because, you know, a lot of people these days are so excited about all the movies and Disney and stuff. Everything's about magic. Everything's superheroes. Yeah. Everything's about people having magical powers and superpowers. Mystical things. And, <laughs> yeah, it's just everything twisted us, you know. And I would have never, I would have never put it out there if, you know, Laura, my mom, and Daniel, mm-hmm. if they read it and... You know, Daniel, if he would have read it and said, Dad, this is so boring, I don't want it, I would have, I would have never even told y'all about it. But uh, Daniel read it. And he read it quick. Even if someone didn't believe him, it's so detailed, they wouldn't, there's no possible way someone couldn't believe him. Our ultimate goal is uh, for you to just feel God with the book. It's for you to learn in his word that his word is true. And he, he's just repeating through these experiences exactly what he's always said. And we, we want to add some illustrations to the book later on, but we just want to release it. Um, well, the content yeah. is more powerful than anything else, but it'll be nice for the kids and, you know, to have illustrations and, like a visual um, of yeah. what Brock saw, but I think it'd be good to do some kid books. Some with it. kid books, you know, it's just some thoughts we've had. It, it'll be nice, uh, but it's very easy to read. Um, but it's only 200 pages. So yeah, two hundred pages. We're trying to add more scripture to it to kind of add more content, more structure. Mm-hmm. But Rebecca, you are so funny. <laughs> she said she could she get a what? autograph book of it. That is funny. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll sign as many books. I don't care. I'll, I'll or give a note to family members if you want to. Well, when Brock had these experiences a year ago, it was exactly during yeah during Christmas. It was January after right? Christmas. We still had the tree up. That's why I remember. <laughs> Starts with y'all are trying to decide whether y'all should get the tree out or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, oh, but it was it was tough on Brock to to relieve to start writing because he's like, how can I describe this? How can I describe this experience? You know, I'm yeah. Like, what's what's the end result of all this, Lord? And, and we we he kept having confirmation of the Lord. You have to write this. This is for my people. You cannot just keep it to yourself. And as you can tell, you know, you get kind of nervous when when you start writing a vision. Yeah. Or a dream or 
an encounter because of what the NAR people have done out there and all these different people in church have made big deals about it, you know? Mm. Any vision, mm. I'll, I'll end with this, any vision, experience of God or anything does not cause you to interpret the word differently, okay? Now, interpret, what I mean is you don't change the word to line up with your vision, okay? Your vision has to line up with the word, okay? So the word of God is a final authority, okay? Period. And if you have a vision, because you had a vision going into the courts of heaven, you don't start changing all the, the Bible, okay, to start teaching people to go into the courts of heaven and fight your battles because you had a vision. No, you have to translate your vision by the Bible, not, you know, change the Bible because of a vision. All right? <laughs> so that's what we're trying to make sure we're confident in doing. Or we're very confident. It's just I could all day, everything I see, I could go and give you a million scriptures and it'd be a thousand pages. So it's like, I think what we'll do is put the book out there for everybody to get it before you know, the final shutdown or whatever is going to happen. You know what I mean? We don't know. We'll get it out there, and then we'll probably put a lot of resources out there, like a lot of Bible studies, a lot of heaven stuff to kind of to, to put into, you know. And to show you guys that, you know, around the world throughout time, people have been having these experiences. They have seen angels. They have seen visions. Yeah, it's in the Bible. We just read and it. Right. Yeah. It's all over. And there's nothing different about me, all right, than you, okay? Mm -hmm. Obviously, anybody can see heaven. Matter of fact, you are privileged to read the Bible and see many different men's vision of heaven first. If you don't have your own vision of heaven, you have many different men's vision. And Jesus told Thomas, he said, Blessed are those who believe and haven't seen. You're more blessed than those who have seen. And the the... The beauty of it is, is there's people, there's enough people on earth right now that have books out there about heaven. I'm not the only, I'm not the only one. But the, I could sit here, I would rather tell people in person, but I can tell you right now, that is hard. I can't tell you this thing thousands of times. I've only said it three, this is the fourth time I've talked about heaven in a year. The fourth time. That's why I put it in a book so I can get it done once and for all and everybody can read it and then there you go, you know, everybody can give it to their kids and I'm expecting a lot of souls to be saved through this book guys it's not about me I can tell you right now that book should absolutely have people on their knees repenting yeah. the you can't see God and then you're, you're gonna you're gonna fall down and say woe is me I mean you should be like oh my gosh I am a sinner and I need to make him king of every part of my life okay yeah. all right well we love Amen. everybody out there we're gonna I guess my mom you know, being the publisher that she is, we'll probably do something where we can sign books or whatever mom tells me to do, I'm going to do. <laughs> yes, like mother. First time doing tell me what to do and I'll do it. But uh, we'll do a lot of stuff and take a lot of questions right. and everything. All right. Well, we love you guys. And um, we'll pray and we'll get on out of here. All right. Anybody want to pray? Yeah, no. <laughs> you can do a quick prayer. It's okay. You want to pray? All right, whatever. We'll pray because everybody in here wants to pray at the same time. I couldn't stop them, so I'm going to pray for them. 
Father, we thank you so much for everything you've done, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory. Lord, we lay down our crowns, everything that we have done and everything we plan to do. Lord, may the will of the Lord be done. Lord, willing, Lord, plans of our future, everything, Lord. Our life, our families, our money, dreams, visions, our body, our flesh, spirit, soul, and mind, everything about us, we lay down before you, before your throne. We come boldly to the throne of grace, and we find mercy and grace to help us in our times of need. And Father, our country is in a time of need. We ask for grace. We ask for mercy, Lord God, that you would teach and lead and guide your people to safety in the midst of whatever is coming, Father God. We don't know, but we sense, Lord God, that the signs of the time just like we see clouds and know a storm is coming, Lord. We know there is something coming on the world, on this country. We know your word has told us that great judgments will come. And Lord, whether it be now or in the future, we humble ourselves. We lay down our crowns. We lay down everything about us. We die to ourselves. We take up our cross. We follow you. We obey and we submit. We repent, God. We turn away from our selfishness and all of our pride and laziness, God. And we call upon the name of Jesus, Lord. Let our lives, everything about us, be conformed into your image. Let us be changed and transformed to be like you. And everything we do, Lord God, let us do it whatsoever we do in word or deed. Let it all be done in the name of Jesus, Lord. So we just give everything the rest of this day and we bless these people that are here in person and everybody live and everybody listens in the future. We bless them right now in Jesus' name. We speak life. We give peace and grace to everyone listening right now in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done on earth in their lives as it is in heaven right now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We love all you guys. Thank y'all for joining us. And um, stay tuned this week for the book. We think it's going to be called In Heaven. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? We love all you guys. Thank you all so much. All right. Y'all be good. Be blessed. And uh, we will see you guys soon. Thank you. and Love you. And bless you. See you. Bye. Treehouse Publishers Presents. Author and White House correspondent Dr. June Knight has published 10 books. As she traveled the country in obedience to God-serving ministries, her books are about the Bride of Christ, preparing the church for the end of days, persecution, purity, and spiritual warfare. She even wrote a book revealing the pain and struggles of her own life called Testimony of a Broken Bride, Jesus is the True Husband. Her books hope to help families make right decisions in the coming days about the mark of the beast and to choose Jesus over the beast system. Dr. June released four books this year about current day situations such as judgment, technology, tribulation days and more. These four books released in April of 2020 after she left the White House and exposes what she knows about President Trump and the Antichrist agenda. These books reveal apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment and it's for the harvest. Dr. June reveals the great divide in the church in this hour due to the great deception. She explains what is the ecumenical movement, new apostolic reformation, and false religions. 
exposes the One World Religion Agenda, Dr. June exposes the New World Order and Satanic Agenda, this book exposes the lie of the new apostolic reformation evangelicals who have surrounded the president and is partnering with the beast system. This book's chronicles 40 days of repentance and casting down 40 idols in our nation and church. This book reveals the biblical pattern of judgment and the current judgment. What is the pattern of God's judgment? Why does he judge? What is my role in this? This book discusses now that we know apostasy plus idolatry equals judgment where do we go from here? How do we prepare? What do we look for? What about technology? The human implantation chip, etc. So purchase the American Quad books today before they shut them down. Be alert. Be informed. Be equipped for the war ahead. Or go to www.gotreehouse.org and purchase all 10 of Dr. June's books today on sale. If you are interested in writing a book please go to treehousepublishers.com. Thank you.